Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. Let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. All right. We know people are a little fed up with the price of everything, especially gas prices. Good news. We're going to bust open the toolbox, apparently, Dave. Yeah, we got more tools in there that we're going to use. The Biden administration swears it's doing everything it can to lower gas prices. That's a lie. Uh, But they have been releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That hasn't stopped record prices from going even higher. So Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, who has a vested interest in renewable technologies, by the way, never let... Never let anyone off the hook without acknowledging that. She makes money off of this industry. Most of these people do. Uh, she claims, hey, this is working, the release from the Petroleum Reserve. What are you talking about? This help, this, the point of this, it's doing its job because it is to stabilize the global market. I mean, we happen to have the largest tool of any country in terms of the volume of our strategic petroleum reserves. Time out a second. I know we got another 15 seconds of that. It's working. Yeah, exactly. How? How is it working? Biden is going to talk to Saudi Arabia. No, he's going to beg Saudi Arabia. But you're saying everything's working. When you're going on hands and knees to Saudi Arabia, are you friggin' joking me? That means everything's not working. That means desperation. Goodness gracious. Do you feel like we're close to that stabilization? Do you think things are going to still continue yeah, to Well, we are starting the driving season, not just in the United States, but in other parts of the world, too. That means demand for oil products like gasoline goes up. This is why the president is trying to use every tool in his toolbox. God, you're so tired of that. <laughs> no. No, the, the best way to handle this, because, you know, it is the global market and, and there isn't You know, there isn't a magic wand that a president can wave and lower gas prices. But deregulation is key here. Yes. Letting the oil and gas companies know, hey, we're not going to try to destroy your industry. Because that's one of the reasons why they're deciding to maximize on historic oil prices. It's like, well, we know the Biden administration, they're actively trying to make sure we don't do business anymore. So why would we build? Why would we invest we're making a ton of money right now. We'll, we're just going to sit back and let it ride. Yeah, we heard the expert the other day talking about fossil fuels. And the world is not going away from fossil fuels anytime soon. No. So why are we doing what we're doing? Oh, because they're communists and they hate America. Well, they want to destroy that industry. They want to reshape America. And they have a ton of money invested in renewables. So they're going to profit off of it. Well, did you see the Today Show this morning? Parts. Okay. Did you see the report on gas prices? Did not. The narrative is exactly the same. This is the new new narrative is we're consuming more because the pandemic is over. Therefore, the, the price will go up based on consumption and the fact that they pinched the supply last year because there was less consumption. And they've yet to restart that. 
So they in other words, get, they again, all get the same talking. Again, points. this this and hearing that today reminded me of what I saw this morning on NBC. That's why it's because you're driving too much. <laughs> Stop <laughs> driving. Well, it is the whole goal to make it too expensive for people. Of to course, drive. it is. Yes, it's a good part of it. Meanwhile, more facts are coming out of Uvalde, Texas. And like you said before, David, the more facts we get, the more troubling it is. Yeah, so we're still waiting for any sort of decent explanation as to why the cops didn't go into the room at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde and take out the shooter who murdered 21 people. Um, There is a report in the New York Times going through what was said, what was done. The people who charged into the room, they describe it as an ad hoc group of federal agents and a county deputy who went in while being told over the radio, don't engage, don't engage, don't engage. Oh, my goodness. But they went in anyway because they're like, okay, we got it. We got to do something. They made yes. their own plan. So anyway, okay. CBS interviewed a mom who did run into the school. Her name is Angeli Gomez. Uh, she drove to the school when she heard what was happening. She was briefly detained because she got too close. Then local cops said, yeah, we know who she is. And they let her out of the cuffs and boom, she bolted. Right into the school to go get her two sons. That. So I start yelling and I'm being a cooperative and I'm like, well, y'all aren't doing shit. What are y'all doing? Y'all, ain't doing y'all need to be in here. Give me your best. Somebody give me a best. Some, something. While you were inside the school, did you see officers there was inside not one the school? Officer inside the school when I in ran the to my second son's class. There was not one officer. And you were. Not one around son's class. Yeah. After all the reports we heard. Uh, they were just milling about inside, trying to come up with a plan, yeah. that sort of thing. Well, we've heard a million different stories. Go ahead. And you were hearing gunshots, so you knew you that could hear the it gunshots. was an active shooter. It was still active. The gunshots were still active. They were not in there. There was no one in there. If anything, when I pulled up, my car was closer to the school than, the, where, than where the snipers and everybody that was laying on the ground were. And if anything, they were being more aggressive on us. They were more pertained on keeping us back than getting into that school. What is going on there? Man. I don't know. Well, she also told that same reporter that she got a call from a local law enforcement officer saying that her probation, she was arrested for something like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Her probation could be violated if she continued talking to the media. Oh, trying to shut her up, are they? Oh, shine a light on that, man. It's ugly all the way around. Yeah, it is. We don't even know all the details yet. Man, oh, man. You know, I saw this, too, because there's also a lot of talk, of course, about gun control. All over the place because of what happened in Uvalde. Yeah. Okay. And disarming, you know, legal gun-owning citizens. That's troubling in itself. And then you have the thing in Ukraine, right? Because you still have a lot of people that are flying the Ukraine flags outside their places in bigger cities. It's outside businesses all over, right? Social media, it's all over on on their pages, too. Yeah. We brought this up before. There's always atrocities going on in the world. It's just interesting what we pay attention to at what time. Right. As an as an example, I saw that terrorists massacred dozens of Christian churchgoers in Nigeria yeah. over the weekend. Well over 50. You know what? Can I be honest with you? I'm hearing this for the first time right now. I'm not surprised. I've Seriously. And I watch the talking head shows. They're not going to put oh, them on they there. Care about that? They don't. They yeah. don't care. That doesn't get. That doesn't even register on the radar. I'm hearing this for the first time. Unbelievable. Um, Fifty plus people. Yeah, terrorists 
uh, rode up on motorcycles, began shooting people who showed up for a mass at St. Francis Catholic Church. Again, in Nigeria. They also used explosives. Doctor at a hospital uh, told Reuters that at least 50 bodies had been brought to two hospitals in God town from the attack. Holy. And I don't know that they were done at that point. That's just to bring up, there are always these awful things going on in the world. But it's worth paying attention to what our media and what our politicians pay attention to. And just ask the question, why? Yeah. Well, and that's not to say that we should not pay attention to what's going on in Ukraine, not at all. But people are wondering, what is the real play there? You know, because we're giving them a yeah. whole lot of weapons. You know, they have that neo-Nazi group there in Ukraine, right? Yeah, they do. And, you know, we had people in Congress wanting to label them a terroristic threat. Mm-hmm. Because they were, they're training up Americans to be these white nationalists, yeah. right? They have our weapons now. Yes, they do. And if you bring they, that up... You're you're a Russian stooge now. That's what they'll call what? you. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, no, no. That's a fact. Oh, it is a fact. So do we not know where the weapons are going? Or, you know, it's okay if you're a white supremacist as long as you're fighting the right war. You're the, you're the right kind of white supremacist. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I mean, it sounds stupid, but yeah. But that was one of those things we could all agree, man. The white supremacists are nuts. We want nothing to do with them. Nope. In this country or any other. But now, if, you know, if, if they can shoot the bad Russian guys there in Ukraine, we'll, we'll help them out. We'll arm them. Those are, again, questions worth asking. Meanwhile, David, do you have something from the vice president? Is yeah. this some sort of inspirational? Yeah, it is. You know, if you're feeling down on your luck, if you're feeling like it's all falling apart around you, just turn to Vice President Kamala Harris. She has words of wisdom. Uh, she shared at a conference of mayors from all over the country. And she had these inspiring words for them about all the challenges they face. Okay. And I know that each of you is up to this challenge because you are the mayor. <laughs> Do they just throw like an applause and laughter light out there like it's a lame game show? Sitcom? Yeah. Because you are the mayor. Mayor. Yeah, I, I was wondering, you know, I saw that clip making the rounds and I was wondering, okay, is there something earlier in the address that would make that like a joke would would deliver that bring it all home, right? Uh-uh. There's nothing. That comes out of nowhere. I don't know why the hell they're laughing. Is that just uncomfortable laughter? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Who starts the laughter? Is it her? Yeah. And I then they feel like she... Had... No, I think they started, but it's... Is there a slight pause no, she gave there? that little or... look where she feels like she really stuck the landing. Okay. Well, it's only 10 seconds. We can hear yeah. this against her. That each of you is up to this challenge because you are the mayor. <laughs> Yeah, the mayor. You're absolutely right, David. I stuck the landing. And I don't know, maybe people are so used to the word salad from Kamala that it's almost like the expectations are so low that, hey, man, she got through it without repeating too much. (laughs) Yes, good job. 
Yes. I'm just waiting for the. We got a great show for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that did not inspire inspiration, right. David. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> I miss that. Elon Musk again threatens to walk from the Twitter deal. That and a news update straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Elon Musk in the news again, David. Yeah, well, he is talking about bowing out of the Twitter deal uh, because Twitter is not being forthright when it comes to the number of fake accounts, fake users, bots, whatever you want to call them. It says, hey, this is a clear material breach of the terms of our merger agreement, and so, hey, I, I reserve all rights. Uh, to not consummate the transaction and the right to terminate the merger agreement. Because when he had talked about pressing pause on this while waiting for information about how many bots there were on the social media platform, others came out and said, well, no, you really can't just back out of the deal now over that. So this is just a, I guess, clever way of being able to say, no, I'm not going to buy it because now you're stonewalling me when it comes to giving me this information. Now you are in breach of contract, and therefore the contract is null and void. So quick question, like a takeaway. Do you feel like Musk is always three steps ahead? Yeah, I think yeah, well, so. Sure, yeah. That's what it seems like to me. Because you'll hear the take sometimes from news people or supposed experts that he really doesn't know what he's dealing with here. I'm always like, you know, it seems like he does to me. That guy's pretty pretty smart. Did you see the one tweet he had over the weekend that was getting some attention? It was like a meme with, it's like a box with four squares. And the first box is this fire-breathing dragon. And then the other box on the top is a dinosaur, like a T-Rex. And then on the bottom left, you have a unicorn. And then on the bottom right, it's just a text that says, the Epstein-Maxwell client list. <laughs> and what he said is, only thing more remarkable than the DOJ not leaking the list is that no one in the media cares. Does that seem odd? And it says, things I'll never see in my life. Oh, it's true. Well, we've talked about this. Why don't we know the names? We've never known the names. I, I can't explain it. I don't know. Well, because very powerful people were customers of Jeffrey Epstein's, and so they have resources to make sure that those never see the light of day, those lists. I'm still wondering about the tapes. When they went they got to be somewhere. When they went into Epstein's, uh, when they raided his penthouse in, in Manhattan, they walked out with a safe that had reportedly DVDs on it that had the name of a, of a girl that he had been trafficking and the name of somebody else, name of a man. So mm -hmm. what's on those tapes? Yes. Who's on those tapes? What are those names? Well, isn't that the way he maintained his lifestyle? 
Yeah, yeah that's what blackmail. we always thought it was blackmail. Yeah, through blackmail. Yeah. And wasn't the island, too? Wasn't there, like, a warehouse full of these things, too? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I remember that story, too. Yeah, when you got... Like a warehouse full of DVDs. Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, all these different people, their buddies. We've got an entire Netflix series about Joe Exotic and nothing about (laughs) the details (laughs) of this. Of Jeffrey Epstein. But I think we all know the reason why. And that's what's terrifying. It was I was with some friends over the weekend, and this came up, this particular tweet. And I was talking about when PBS was interviewing Bill Gates, and the questions came out of nowhere about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. And he was squirming like crazy, if you remember that whole thing. Yeah. And you know, we'll do it another time, but I just happened to come across, there was a speech and body language expert that broke it down and said, I don't want to get political, but here's all the tells going on with Bill Gates that you can tell he's lying. Yeah. (laughs) Because he wouldn't answer the question. You know, when it came to why did you continue to have, you know, these meetings with him? Well, they were dinners. They were just dinners, really? And then multiple times after, his wife said, you know what, you shouldn't hang out with that guy. He's a bad guy. She said that was like evil incarnate when she met Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates' ex. Melinda, wild man. Okay, let's get to uh, Joe Biden. What is this new sort of deal that they have going on with school lunches with the Biden administration? All right, so on day one of Joe Biden's presidency, what he did was uh, say that Title IX protections apply to trans students meaning you can't discriminate against trans students, and how they interpret that, how they see it, is if you don't let a biological boy play on a soccer team with biological girls or if you don't let a biological boy use the bathroom of his choice, then you are discriminating actively. And so now they have tied funding for school lunches, free and reduced lunch programs, to whether or not a school is (laughs) complying with trans bathroom stuff. So you have a school saying, we're not doing that here. Yeah. If you're a biological boy, you need to go to the boys' restroom. That's just the way it is. The administration saying, we won't fund your school lunch program. Yeah, you'd rather. Low-income kids. Joe Biden would rather have poor kids go hungry than tell biological boys to use the boys' bathroom. Gosh, dang, man. It's a full court press, isn't it? It is. Whew, did you know it was Pride Month? <laughs> I haven't seen it anywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. Um... Let's talk about the Constitution and the Democrat that said, spare me the bull bleep about the Constitution. Next. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the Constitution. It's pretty important. Well, not anymore for some people. Yeah. Want to tear it apart? What yeah, Constitution? Doesn't matter. Well, Democratic Representative David Cicilline got a viral moment during the House's hearings on guns, guns, guns when he said this. <laughs> okay, roll it out again. So spare me the about constitutional rights. 
Ah, there you go. Yeah, just spare it. Don't care anymore. You constitutional people, shut up. So he went on CNN to talk about this, saying, well, my whole point was that victims of gun violence are also being deprived of their constitutional rights. Well, yeah. No constitutional right is absolute. Even the First Amendment isn't. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Yes, you can. I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of that crap. (laughs) Yes, you actually can. The that that phrase comes from an effort in support of silencing anti-war protesters. No, you have a First Amendment right to yell fire in a crowded theater. You finally snapped on that one. You did finally. I'm so sick of that. I know. There are a lot of them. Even the First Amendment is, and you can't yell fire in yeah. a crowded theater. So this claim that you that the Second Amendment is absolute and you can't have any restrictions is just not true. Okay, go on, David. Well, how how is that? I was talking to this guy, oh. the rep. Yeah, please, man. Okay, so where we sit right now is we're trying to figure this out as far as kids getting shot at school. That's the yeah. main thing, right? Because even though there were multiple people shot over the weekend in different parts of the United States, a couple of nightclub shootings, I mean, multiple gunmen and multiple people dead. We don't seem to want to talk about that too much. I mean, we'll loop it in with gun violence with some talking points. But as far as getting those guns off the street, they're not serious. No, because the question would be, okay. You just caught someone in New York with an illegal gun. They're out the next day. And you say, we need to do something about gun violence (laughs) and the weeping. But you're not going to hold that person in jail that was caught with an illegal firearm? How can you sit there and say, yeah, we're serious about this? Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know how you can uh, square that with, you know, the whole 2020 experiment that failed miserably. Absolutely. I mean, how, that's what's so frustrating about it, because you're right. I've seen some packages put together by national news outlets that are saying oh, 10 mass shootings over the weekend and all this stuff, making it try to seem like there's something like Uvalde happening every single day. Spoiler not. alert, it's not happening. That is no. not true. You have to look at the actual details of it. And if you are going to try to make this case that there are too many of these shootings, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Sure. But it's not about coming for a legal gun owner's firearms. What it is is about let's talk about bail reform. Let's talk about what these liberal DAs yes. all over the country have done because they are more dangerous than me and whatever guns I may own. I promise you. Well, you go back a year ago. Go back two years ago when we're talking about all of the gun deaths in big cities. Okay. And what did you see? More and more citizens legally owning firearms to protect themselves. And a huge spike of women being first-time gun owners because they're not safe in their neighborhood. And now you want to take the guns away from them? The bad people are going to get the guns. I mean, there are more guns in the United States than there are people. You think, oh, yeah, all the criminals are going to do those buyback programs. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? You can't be that dumb. Yeah, one of my favorite buyback story, I think it was in Philadelphia a few years ago. Because most law enforcement in this country will tell you gun buyback programs are a total waste of time and resources. Yep. 
one of them, I think it was in Philadelphia, where they had like five people show up and a local news interview or a local news crew interviewed one of the ladies who was going and turning in her gun. She was selling it because she would get a better rate on that than if she tried to sell it at the gun shop and she wanted to upgrade. <laughs> so I'm going to take this cash because you know if you if you trade in a gun or if you if you sell a gun right. to a gun shop, not a private sale, you usually get like forty to fifty percent of the value mm-hmm. of the gun. Well, the city was paying more. So she's like, hell yeah, man, <laughs> I'm going to trade in my gun and go buy a new, better one. Man, oh, man. You know, sometimes it's like that with a golf club. I want a new driver. But, you know, if you trade it in, you're only going to get so much. But if the city's going to give me almost full price, right. yeah, buy it. I'm going to go get a new one. A bazooka. Nine irons cause death. <laughs> no, it's just the driver. Some three woods. Okay. Anyway. Okay, what about the L.A. prosecutor? Oh, yeah. So last August, a 16-year-old was driving a stolen car. He ran over a mother and her baby. There's video of this, and it's just, it's insane. I heard about this. Uh, He was stopped by a dude in a pickup truck who is the real hero of the story because he sees it. So it's like a narrow street, the mother walking her baby in a stroller. You can see her, like, go as close to the edge of the street as possible. There's a building in her way, so she gets up on that building and the car is coming down and then just swerves into her, like goes out of its way to hit her. She goes flying. Mm-hmm. Thank God she and the baby are okay. They're, they're, they're alive still. Um, and then there's a guy in a pickup truck down the street who actually goes out of his way to get into a head-on collision with the guy driving the, the car in the hit and run. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, amen, brother. <laughs> so glad you yes. did that because he's like, no, yes. no, 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 you're not getting away from this. Steers into the car. Uh, anyway, the 16-year-old was sentenced on Friday to just five to seven months at a juvenile detention camp. What? Yeah. Five to seven yeah. months. Yeah. True. Uh, the DA, George Gascon, called it an appropriate resolution. Now, this dude, 16, was on probation. He had been convicted of also a felony uh, for poisoning a girl at a high school in 2019. It was felony poisoning for spiking her drink. Uh, Gascon decided to not prosecute him for attempted murder. Instead, they pushed for a lesser charge. And initially, Gascon's office uh, said over the weekend that the sheriff's department agreed with the lesser charge. That's not true. Sheriff's department comes out and says, we had nothing to do with the case. That We didn't investigate it. We weren't recommending anything. So the victim then gave this statement to Fox News when she found out what happened. Someone with a criminal record tried to kill me and my son. And George Gascon thinks that five months of camp is sufficient punishment. His office took the time to falsely comment on my case, but has taken no time to ask how we're doing. That's because he doesn't care. Gascon and his staff are highlighting their incompetence and complete disregard for victims. He's despicable. Yeah, he is a terrible person. Terrible person. I mean... But he's one of many of these guys across the country. Well, that was put there. Why? Well, you know why. To destabilize the country. Yeah. It, it's part of the whole deal, man, of fundamentally changing the country and the culture of the country. That's what it comes down to. All this stuff, you know, that just doesn't make sense and has not made sense over the last three, four years. And you keep asking why. That's the answer. I mean, it is, man. That's, well, there's nothing else reasonable that makes sense. That has to be being done on purpose, right? No, that's Soros money got that dude that gig. 
I mean, he was so bad in San Francisco, they booted him. Got someone equally as bad. Yeah, right. Uh, Boudin, that guy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's Soros that's funding these guys, and then people are dumb enough to vote for him. And they just keep letting criminals out, and it is. It's destabilizing everything. It's absolutely yeah. awful. I mean, if there was real justice... Gascon would say, okay, uh, get on your running shoes. We're going to have a car going to try to run you down. Good luck. Here we go. you got 30 seconds to run. Is that too much? Is that a little too much over the edge for a Monday? I don't know. You may be elected on that platform. I don't know. I'm thinking John Dutton, Dutton Ranch, Yellowstone sort of justice here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've watched that show too many times. Okay. We can move on. Did you see the Major League Baseball story from the weekend about Pride? I, I, what was what was going on this weekend, this month? What is it again? It's Pride Month. It is? Yes. Hmm, I didn't know. I haven't seen it anywhere. <laughs> you mentioned that the other day. You're like, it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, it's what's going on. Yes. Well, th- Honestly, dude, that's also a part of just changing the entire culture. And there are a lot of powers that be all in on that game. But how can you be marginalized when it's everywhere? Well, yeah, and you can get people canceled. It's It's... Really but that's part of the trick. You simply, just keep telling simply it. Simply stunning. Yes. Yes. So Major League Baseball celebrating Pride Month, and different teams have Pride Nights. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, there were some players with the Tampa Bay Rays that refused to wear Pride Night logos on their uniform because that's what they had, these these rainbow rays. I saw those, yeah. These um, were faith-based guys who just said no. Yeah, they cited religious reasons. Yeah. Um. Was it Jason, Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson? Mm-hmm. Among those said, yeah, we're not going to do that. They peeled off the Rainbow Burst logo, and they wore the standard Tampa Bay Rays hat. Yeah. Um, and some people are coming out against these guys, bigots. They said a lot comes down to faith. That's what uh, Jason Adam, one of the players, said. It's like a faith-based decision. So it's a hard decision. Because ultimately, we all said we want people to know that they're all welcome and loved here. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe, not that they look down on anybody or think differently, it's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside of the confines of marriage. It's no different. It's not judgmental. It's not looking down. And he can mean that from his heart, but it's not going to be taken that way. Imagine if the uh, Tampa Bay Rays encouraged their players to put a cross on their uniform and wear it for a special day. Well, that's religious. Or a MAGA sticker. The meltdown would be ferocious. Well, of course. Yeah. Yes. You absolutely know that. But, I mean, good for these guys for standing up to say, you know what? I'm uncomfortable with the message. Because for a lot of people, it is turned in from this thing of, hey, you want to love all people. And people can make their choices. Okay? And they should be welcomed in major league parks, whatever. Parts yeah. of society. Right? But you see what's happening, and it was a big deal in Dallas over the weekend with the, the the drag show for kids. They got little kids going to a burlesque drag show. They got little yes. kids stuffing dollar bills into men men's G-strings. 
That's freaking sick, man. It's it's totally sick. It's grooming. But when you look at it more and more, and the full court press toward kids with the LGBTQ message, people are starting to say, "We're not going to do this. We'll be loving it and well, yeah, and open." But you're not. Stay away from the kids. Well, it's one thing to accept a different lifestyle. It's another thing to recommend I become a cheerleader or demand I become a cheerleader. Yes, if you're not our, quote, ally. Right. Okay, and celebrate it. You are Not just accept, but celebrate it. You're a bigot. That's right. And enough people are standing up saying, no, I'm not going to have you position me like that. I love you. Nothing against you. You can live however you want. One, stay away from my kids. And two, I'm not wearing that because I don't believe in that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if I have one faith, I'm not going to wear the flag of the other faith on my jersey. I'm not going to do it. They shouldn't be made to. Golly, it's freaking crazy. Um, David, did you see the story about the cancer study? It's all this crazy news out there. This is pretty remarkable. This is pretty good news. Yeah, it's a, a new cancer treatment that in the early trials, and they and the researchers were, stretch, uh, were stressing that it was early in the process, But every single person who went, underwent the treatment, wound up going into remission. That's never that's never happened before. That's the biggest thing that has never happened before. Wow! That was a rectal cancer, if I remember right. Yes. Holy smokes! I had no idea. I didn't see this at all. And that isn't that a thing, man. Even when you have good news like that, I'm always surprised that it's not talked about more. That's fantastic. Because it's good news for a lot of different people. Wow. I know it's not saying there's a cure for all cancer, but when you have something like that happen, that's never happened before. And so many people across the country, across the world, have been giving to causes, fighting cancer. And how many family members that's taken out, that would seem like great applause. But I guess just not time for that little piece of good news. We know how big the sample was, the, the size. We'll get to more of the details. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Coming up a little bit later. Wow. Wow. Significant. Uh, transgender cheerleaders in the NFL. Oh, I forget about that story. Oh, you hadn't heard that one? No. <laughs> yeah, we got to get to that. And bad news for Biden straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Bad news for Biden. Is this a poll, David? Oh, yeah. More than 8 in 10 Americans now say that the economy is either an extremely or very important issue in determining how they will vote. That's ABC News Ipsos poll. Um, Now, in the poll, 80% of Americans say inflation is also extremely or very important in terms of being a factor in how they will vote. Gas prices, about 74%. Yeah, that's going to determine how I vote. Why do you think now the full court press is on for things like gun control? I know on Thursday, I guess, you're going to have the January 6th committee. Here we go. Doing a primetime TV special, essentially. It's literally being produced by a guy who used to run ABC News. (laughs) I mean, you you can't make that crap up, man. That's fantastic. With Adam Schiff. Yeah. Still... Still bringing it out there. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. People don't care. 
Nope. Most people don't care about Sorry, it. Sorry, but it's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. Look at the polling, bro. <laughs> Estimates are now gas prices will get up to $6 a gallon by Labor Day. Nobody cares about January 6th. I'm telling you, nobody cares. No. No, the eight people that still watch CNN, maybe. Outside of that, I don't think so. Um, oh, here's the other story, Scott. If you hadn't heard it, I mentioned it real quick. It is uh, the Panthers, Carolina Panthers. Yes. Uh, they have added a transgender cheerleader to the roster. And in the quote, they said, we can't wait to show what this girl has to bring. All right. Biologically, not a girl. Yeah. And I don't I look know. Forward can't to the wait to show day. what they have to yeah. bring. I don't know. Well, I know what they have that the other ones don't have. What? They'll be bringing it. What is it? <laughs> if something goes wrong, let's yeah. just say that you might be banging one off the upright. <laughs> you never know. That's right. I got hairy legs. <laughs> oh, geez. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, know this. When you go and get gas and the price is crazy and you're getting ticked off, just know that the administration right now is using every tool in the toolbox <laughs> to lower those prices. They're working hard for you. Mm-hmm. How about the levers? Are they pulling all the levers? As far as I know. Okay, all right. There's still some levers left to be pulled. Well, I think Pete Buttigieg is saying, I've pulled all the levers. Yes. Um, I bet he has. And I got nothing else to pull here. Yeah. I think, what was the quote? He doesn't get to set the gas prices. Right. This is the transportation secretary. says, hey, there's not much more Biden can do about gas prices because those evil oil executives are getting in the way of progress. The price of gasoline is is not set by a dial in the Oval Office. And when an oil company is deciding hour by hour how much to charge you for a gallon of gas, uh, they're not calling the administration to ask what they should do. Uh, They're doing it based on their goal of maximizing their profits. It's been very striking right now to see these oil companies. It was weird because under the Trump administration, they would call Don and say, hey, Trumpster, thinking about raising the oil prices. But now, see, it's all different. Right. They don't do that anymore. Well, he called them and said, can't you guys get by on less? And they're like, yeah, we can. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We want to go negative this year. Let's do right. that. <laughs> yeah, we're looking, at, we're looking into that. Boot edge edge. Boot edge edge. They say yeah. edge edge. Yeah, back to Pete. Go, go ahead. To see these oil companies uh, who have become almost ridiculously profitable, and you hear these oil executives on the record talking about how they're not going to increase production. Uh, why would they? They're doing great. So what? <laughs> so I, so I, <laughs> there's some sleight of hand happening here. Oh, because boy. there are oil executives who have said, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, not increase production. And part of that is because of pressure to keep uh, profits going and maximizing profits. The other part 
is why would you invest millions, if not billions of dollars into further exploration when the administration currently is telling you our job is to put you out of business? Correct. So, I, I, you know, I'm not sitting here saying like oil executives, oh, they're just trying to do what's right for everybody. Oh, come on. No, nobody's that naive. <laughs> right. <Of course> not. <laughs> but. But when they're looking around and they're saying, okay, well, they want to restrict this, they want to restrict that, they're trying to push out electric vehicles all the time because they think that's the future, you know what, I'm just going to sit back for a little while, try to recruit some of my losses from 2020, and let's see where all of this goes. It's so frustrating to listen to this. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, they got the price per barrel going up through the roof. Mm -hmm. I wonder why. Because they're going to make money. They're not talking about Saudi Arabia, I'm guessing, because Joe has to go and beg Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Can we get some oil? I mean, we don't want to drill at home. We yeah. can. We got all the green weenie stuff going on. We got people to satisfy with that. I, I like this, too, that right now the administration's take is that oil executives are unreasonable, so we're going to go to Saudi Arabia and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, those really reasonable guys there. Oh, Okay. Well, and you know, David, you know that the prices are not just here. It's globally. It's all over the world right now. Yeah, and the United States is in a unique position to help itself. France, the U.K., to do it. Yeah, they're not in know. that position. Yeah, open up. Look at the world, worldwide view. I mean, everybody's suffering. <laughs> God. They knew this ahead stops. of time. It they never knew this, stops. They knew this ahead of time, okay, because it's the changeover. It is the opportunity to go green and get rich for a lot of their investors. And they signaled it before Russia ever invaded Ukraine. Remember, they were telegraphing, saying, you know what, for us to help out, it's probably going to cost, you know, we're going to have to spend a little extra on some, some things, food, maybe some gas. But because you are in the fight for good instead of evil, you're with us, right, America? That was oh, yes, we're going to take away your fossils. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, uh, Biden is out there saying, you know, an American's good right now. I mean, they're feeling financially comfortable. Yeah, this is what he said on Friday about the economy. Okay. As I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. Yeah, that, that's not true. And Were we they got, surveying Congress I have people? no idea. Right. right. So we got another poll from the Wall Street Journal and the University of Chicago's National Opinion Research Center. 83% of respondents described the state of their economy as poor or not so good. 35% said they are not satisfied at all with their financial situation. That's the highest level since that poll began in 1972. Wow. Only 27% of respondents believe they have a good chance of improving their standard of living. Well, that's interesting. You mean like in the foreseeable future? Yeah. Okay. I think because we know the prices are going to be like this for a while. No, if you really thought this was transitory, like, hey, man, by the fall, this is going to calm down. It'll be yeah. all right. You wouldn't have that opinion. No. They know it's going to be here for a while. That's what's been forecast. Sure. Actually, it's forecast that it's going to get a lot worse, actually, in the fall. Not to dwell on bad news today, but you've all heard it, especially with a food shortage. That's 
Listen, I'm not one of those people that get scared too often. I feel like of the three of us, I get scared the least about news that's going on. Mm-hmm. That's concerning. The possibility of the shortage of food. You when know, you're talking to farmers, people that are really a part of the industry, that gets a little frightening. When I was in my month-long coma, things were going really well in this country. The time to be in a coma would be now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking about, you know, it what, back news all the way through it. 2015 yeah. and 16. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, did you see another straw poll came out with Republicans and DeSantis clipped Donald Trump? It was barely, but beat him in the straw poll. Does this mean anything right now? Yeah, it's something to talk about, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I am not personally putting a lot of stock into it right now, but I do. I am of the opinion, though, and I've kind of evolved on this, that DeSantis, all, like if, if the primary were today, I think through the course of the primary, DeSantis would actually beat Trump. Really? Yeah, I think. Like well, just out beat him. Yeah. David! No, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of baggage with Donald Trump. And then also the one that uh, you'd have to be careful about when you played this card. But Ron DeSantis can always say, hey, you were in a position to fire Fauci and you didn't. I ignored you Fauci. You brought that up. Yeah. And my state, economically, health-wise, is doing pretty well relative mm. to David, who's a really nice team. guy, but he did a, a very poor job at this particular task. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. You're not. No. Because it's not the, the whole primary thing. The Capitol riot is not going to matter. I think Trump might focus too much on the 2020 election. And that doesn't help him if he mm-hmm. runs. I think a lot of people just kind of want to move forward. Yeah. Not only that, DeSantis is a lot younger. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. You know, he doesn't have near the baggage. You know, no. I mean, if it, I think we've all said this before. If it came down to it, would you vote for Trump? I mean, against anyone the Democrats put up? Well, sure. And it's really a mixed bag on success in terms of, the, uh, of who he supported in the primaries. I mean, some of the candidates he supported won, some didn't. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily the Midas touch anymore. Yeah, Oz did end up winning in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But there were some others that he supported that not didn't, so much. That didn't do as well. Certainly and, you not know, and Georgia so, governor. I, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know. The best thing to me would be if DeSantis ran and Trump supported him. Well, sure. I think that would be great. But I don't think that's going to happen. Don't you think Trump's going to run? I so. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, I want to say yes, because I, everything inside me says he probably will. But then there's another side of me that says, well, if you can be a potential kingmaker and rabble rouser from the outside, wouldn't that be more fun? Maybe. And more advantageous to you? I mean, I don't know. I'm Maybe. We'll see. More on that later. Uh, did you see where uh, a Disneyland employee ruined a guy's marriage proposal? I saw I it. See that? <laughs> you yeah. actually saw it. Yeah. Well, you can describe it then. Well, these people are getting married. I don't know what was in front of something. It was the Sleeping Beauty Castle. Yeah. yeah. This and, is in Paris. And at apparently, the Disneyland in Paris. Apparently, they got permission to do it. And while this is going on, this dude just kind of runs between them and separates them, and they get they were told to leave. Couldn't do it. Yeah, because they were up on the stage. ring out of the guy's hand. Yeah, he took yeah. the ring, and although it's yeah, you did see that. You just assumed he got it back, and he did, I guess. But still, 
Because that's what the guy said he had asked this Yeah, and they part. said, yeah, it was okay. Right. right. Yeah. So then he goes to do it, and someone else runs in. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, and then the report came out. The reason that the guy ran in is because it's Pride Month, and it's only supposed to be same-sex proposals. Oh, okay. No, you made joke. that up. Yeah. I'm just joking about that. But God, I was going to say, I did, well, I didn't, well, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> David sniffed it right out. But what was, who was the mischievous one, Chip or Dale? They should have had whoever was the mischievous one take the ring and run, right? That would have been funny. That's how crazy it is because well, you no, I, believe, I believe everything it. you just said. I know. I'm like, well, uh, makes sense, all right? <laughs> yes. Can't have that. Usually one time a day, either David or I will get Scott. Oh, I'm gullible as hell. Yeah, no doubt. It's hilarious. All right, much more to get to. And David with a report that the border wall is quietly being built. That and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So what you're saying is... We're going to build the wall, okay? Believe me. Still? Well, see, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has been authorizing some <laughs> projects around the southern border to fill in gaps in the border wall and replace gates, even as the administration is pushing to end all of the current appropriations for the Trump-era project, the border wall. <laughs> all David has to say is Alejandro Mayorkas, Mark Lick. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, man. I know it runs deep with you, with him. Okay, man. <laughs> that dude should not have a job. I know. It just should not have a job. You're the director of Homeland Security, and you're letting thousands of people in, and you're lying constantly. Yes. And the way he does it in his weak, mealy-mouthed way, golly, <laughs> I feel like you, Scott. I, know. When it, I feel like I'm just going off, but it, it was, is just it the just mention. Funny. All David had mentioned his name, and you were triggered. Gosh, jeez. He's been part of that crew for a while, too. But anyway, go ahead, David. Yeah, so so this isn't new border wall construction, but it is fixing some gates, doing a little bit of a spit shine and whatnot to portions of the border wall, which is really weird because if portions of the border wall fall apart, Democrats are saying the border wall doesn't do any good anyway. So what? why not let it fall in disrepair? Are you just worried about the aesthetics now? Well, you want to appear like you're doing something? I don't know. But it seems like is this every tool in the toolbox as far as the Dorcas is concerned. But if the take is that the wall doesn't do anything, I know. Then why would fixing the wall do something unless you're lying? Well, of course you're lying. I think part of it is polling. I mean, when you look at the polling, there's no one for open borders. Okay, they meaning the Democrats have lost a lot of Hispanic vote over the last four to five years, especially the last couple of years. Yes. And if you appear to just say, yep, floodgates are open, let that wall deteriorate, you're going to lose more support. I'm guessing. You know, usually that's what is involved is a political move somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. 
that's the only guess that I have. Because you probably saw the news where the biggest caravan yet right now is coming all the yeah. way up through Mexico. I mean, are we prepared for that? Yeah, 10,000 people. Well, the answer is no. No, of course not. We're not prepared for that. I mean, it was just 4,000 people came across during Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, well, no big deal. They had a barbecue. Parks to get open. To. Yeah. Walk right in. We don't have any money. <laughs> no, we don't. Doesn't matter. It's about equity, Scott. Gosh, dang. Mm hmm. Okay. Moving on. Oh, this got brought up. It's a lighter note, but people have talked about this for a while. Is it true that you can actually fix some of your electronics by just giving them a little smackaroo? Just dang it. A little pat? A little tap? The answer is yes. Mm. Surprisingly. But there's a caveat there. Now, there is a sophisticated term for this, and it is percussive maintenance. <laughs> percussive maintenance. Yeah, you got some old piece of electronic equipment. It's not working, and all of a sudden you're like, what's wrong with this thing? Just a little smack, and all of a sudden it starts working. It said that can happen if the product has batteries or older electronics that, well, the parts are just slightly out of line. That's when that can work, but usually that's just a temporary fix. But they say, here's the thing, you have to tap it. Yeah, not slam it or... Don't hit it. Hmm. Again, I think that's different for different people. You know what it sounds like. But what would a what would a tap to you sound like? If you just did it against the microphone, Scott, a little tap. A little tap? Well, it's just a tap. Like How would say, it sound tap. to me? Yeah, tap. Okay, well, David, would you say that was a tap or a hit? Uh, that That sounded more like a hit. Visually, it just looked a little more like, like a hit. Just a little, just a little yeah. tap like that. But what if the tap doesn't work? Then do you resort to? Then, <laughs> then throw it across the room. I mean, whatever. What's it called again? Percussive what? Maintenance. Yeah. Percuss- Bill Collins' greatest hits. I was going to say, no, that's the name of the unreleased Ike Turner album. <laughs> Percussive maintenance. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Okay. Boy, that's... Spicy for the pepper this on a Monday. They said, and don't do it with something fragile like an iPhone because you could risk breaking it. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. They're making the iPhone so if you drop it, that it wouldn't be damaged. Like the first few iPhones, right? Right. I mean, think about how hard you would have to hit an iPhone to mm-hmm. get the same sort of effect if it just dropped off a table. Right. I mean, that's that's a pretty good little good shot. That is, yeah. Yeah. It'll teach it respect. There's no doubt about it. So, <laughs> what? Yeah, come here. So there, there. That's the difference. Sometimes it can work, but it has to yeah. be older. All right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. David, so far today, most important story. Uh, the what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I know. I've got like a hundred Ike Turner jokes, and I don't think I can do them. You use any of yeah. them, right? Especially on Monday. Right. You know, just yeah. if there's any question, probably is, don't go with it. Percussive Maintenance is actually a greatest hits album. <laughs> anyway, uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, well, it's uh, Biden's Commerce Secretary. It's the Transportation Secretary. It's all these guys coming out of the woodwork to say, hey, we're doing everything we can to fix inflation. Not our fault. We didn't do anything to contribute to this. And if you say otherwise, you're a liar. 
And more on that. And Bill Maher grilling a Democrat on voting rights uh -oh. next. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, that's the millennial. And then the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh huh. So when they say we didn't get inflation wrong, uh, who's we? Are they talking about the entire Biden administration? Yeah, they are. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo disagrees with what is actually a fact that the $2 trillion spending plan that Biden signed last year is partly to blame for runaway inflation. Okay. Uh, I don't really agree with that characterization. Look, the reality is, I was just in Europe a couple of weeks ago. All right, before she goes on, didn't Janet Yellen just say, yeah? Yes. Yeah, we booted it. Yeah. Treasury Secretary, we yes. booted it. Yeah. And I didn't quite grasp the right. entire situation and uh -huh. the bottlenecks when it came down to whether it was cargo ships, whatever. As far as the entire chain, I didn't quite grasp it. Yeah, you know, the guy playing the slot machines uh, did, and, <laughs> and the, the guy changing the tires did, but I didn't. Yeah. Okay. But now they're saying, no, we didn't get it wrong. I wouldn't characterize it that. Okay, sorry. Gas there in France is $10 a gallon. And, right, <laughs> see, and didn't see, have... there we go. What? There we go. This argument is everywhere. It's pervasive everywhere. Well, worldwide, look at, look at France. It's $10 a gallon. We got it made over here. Okay. It could be a lot less if we were energy independent. <sighs> you know how you go to different states, and some places it's $2 a gallon more than other states? Mm -hmm. Does anyone ever bring that up? No. Well, you see, in France, so wherever you're at, just be glad you're not in California. You see those prices? Okay. Uh, an American rescue plan like we did. I shudder to think, Jake, what we'd be living through right now if we didn't have the American rescue plan. You know, when the president, <laughs> when President Biden took over, we had 18 what? million people collecting unemployment insurance. That's down more than 90% right now. Yeah. We have a strong economy now. People are working. Inflation's a problem. I will grant you that. And we will get it under control because we're going to stick with it until we do. Okay. You may be the millennial, but we look to you for reason oftentimes, David. Well, bringing up the Europe. youngest one. Bring I, I, just a quick question. Would she says that? You know, when the president, when President Biden took over, we had 18 million people collecting unemployment. A lot of those people were told you can't go to work. Right. Yeah. A that... lot of people were able to go back to their jobs. That's part of the reason. That's not anything you did. No, it's not, but that's been the that's been the talking point. When they talk about a low unemployment rate, well, it's basically jobs recovered, not jobs created. And early on in the administration, every time they would talk about the number of new jobs out there, it's like, well, you better be sending a, a fruit basket to Governor Abbott in Texas and Governor DeSantis in Florida because they're driving this for you because they're opening it up while you're calling them Neanderthals for doing so. Right. That's so frustrating, man. How about the gas prices in Europe, David? Yeah, now with the gas prices in Europe, okay, 
that's not even comparable because, one, uh, they are not set up to be as energy independent as we are. We have a ton of oil that we can have access to. They don't have the same level. The other thing is the taxes. She brings up France. You know how much taxes are per gallon of regular? What is it? $2.95. That's how much tax you're paying per gallon of gas in France. So that's why, yeah, it's a lot more expensive there. Again, it was like it was only a few years ago that they had the yellow vest protest. Oh yeah, I remember that was this. there. It got a little yep. violent. Mm-hmm. That was over taxes. That was over the cost of energy. I don't think people in America are buying what that administration is trying to sell. Not when you look at the polling. Like, who do you trust with the economy? I mean, when you just put it party against party, mm-hmm. it's Republicans overwhelmingly. As far as the trust with Biden, with the economy, isn't it another record low? It just keeps tanking. Yeah. I mean, like numbers you've never seen before. People aren't buying it. They see what's going on. Okay, let's talk about voting rights. Did you know in places like Texas, Georgia, and others, they don't like people of color to vote? They're trying to stop them from voting. Mm-hmm. Have you heard? I, n- I haven't heard that. It's insanity. <laughs> it's new to me. They're what? still trying to go with that well, line. Of course Even are. when it was proven that it didn't have an effect, there were more people voting this primary than in the past. Right. Well, liberal talk show host Bill Maher interviewed former Attorney General Eric Holder, who's on the voting rights issue now, uh, talking about this. And even Bill Maher questioned the narrative that somehow asking to see a photo ID to vote is racist. And he brings up, you know, a majority of black Americans support photo ID to go vote. Yes, they do. We well, see, I'm for voter ID as opposed to photo ID. You should prove... No, we're talking about photo ID. Well, yeah, what, but I'm to talking... prove that you should vote. Well, yeah, but, but here's the deal. What, you, what they've done, like in Texas, they said you have to have photo ID. If you have a, a photo ID issued by the state of Texas that says that you can carry a concealed weapon, that's cool. If you have a state-issued um, photo ID that says you're a student at the University of Texas, not cool. <laughs> and so you can see how right. they're trying to fool okay. around with it. No, that's not fooling around at all, because you can have a student ID without being a citizen. You want to go, I mean, sure. And the thing is, Eric Holder knows that he's lying in this Mm -hmm. case. But just to let you know, it's a lot harder to get your license to carry than it is to get a college ID. That involves a whole lot of background checks. That involves taking a special class in order to even start the process you got to go get fingerprinted for it. You have to prove up and down you are who you say you are. And then even then, it takes like six weeks to a couple months to get your plastic in the mail. And here's the thing, David. Think if all of America was polled on how easy it would be to get it in Texas. They would think, oh, all you got to do is just walk in and say your name and sign a piece of paper, and you can carry a gun wherever you want. No. Nope, and even if you get that license, you cannot carry everywhere you want. I know. But you know how Texas has been portrayed throughout oh, yeah. the entire country. Oh, it's a complete like, oh, yeah, it's like it's the Wild West. Yeah. So did Mark press him some more? A little bit. He said he did bring up the fact that the Georgia primary saw record turnout. Good. Joe Biden called it Jim Crow 2.0. Right. But Georgia just had an election, and the vote went up, including among African Americans. How do you square that? That's a testament to the fact that black folks have said, no matter what impediments you put in front of us, we're going to the polls. And that's what they did. Okay. 
I know you've heard this and I haven't. I'm going to ask ahead of time. Is he going to mention any of the, quote, impediments? No. Because I'm betting he doesn't. No, he's not. No, he doesn't. They never do. It's just they make the statement without anything to back it up. And now it doesn't, you know, and we see that in the book. Throughout history, black Americans have risked life, limb, done everything they possibly can to get access to the ballot. And the fact that you had a turnout that was higher than perhaps that you've seen before is not an indication that those provisions that they put into law were necessarily um, good ones. (laughs) So just because more people are able to do it doesn't mean that. It's hindering. It makes no sense. It's like saying no, that doesn't. Yeah, just because more people are buying Coca-Cola than That's Pepsi right. doesn't mean that people like Coca-Cola more than Pepsi. You racist. My gosh, man. The other part of this where he says, all right, let me get the exact quote. Done everything they possibly can to get access to the ballot. And the fact that you've had a turnout. OK, here's the thing. The reason a lot of the numbers were up in 2020 is because people didn't have to put in a whole lot of effort. Right. You had drop boxes. And so you saw record numbers when it comes to voting. So that kills what he just said. You know, historically, people have done whatever they have to do. How many times do you hear, we can't get the vote out? And you can name that with any group of people. Whether it's, well, we just can't get, you know, the GOP to be excited about this. We can't get them out. Well, we can't get Hispanics to vote. Well, we can't get different people. That guy's just full of crap. Has been for a long time. Okay. Hey, real quick, did you see this piece? I saw it through, was it Hot Air? Are you guys familiar with, I'm going to butcher his name. Maybe you know it, David. You could save me. Last name, Ali. Oh, Wajahat Ali. Wajahat, yes. Yeah, he's he's a nut. Yeah. He wrote a piece. Okay. Daily Beast. Is it time for me to leave America? Sure, you seem miserable. You yeah, should knock go. yourself out. Go. I don't know where you're going to go, but you know, this is this is what he says, and see if this is anywhere close to reality. Conspiracy theories such as QAnon and the associated groomer panic have radicalized individuals to commit violence, including members of the violent mob that tried to overthrow our free and fair election on January sixth. It's a near certainty that numerous QAnon supporters will be elected to the office this November. If Republicans take control of the political leadership of Congress, which seems likely, they will be beholden to an increasingly radicalized and weaponized base that is fine using violence to take back their country. Listen to this hysterical human being. What is he talking about? He must have been in a coma through 2020. Yeah. Meanwhile, Republicans refuse to move against white supremacist terrorism, which is the number one domestic terror threat in the country. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, The hoods are off, and there's no turning back for the GOP. Okay. Over the weekend, I told my wife, listen, we should seriously think about the possibility of leaving. We have three kids, and they deserve a chance to be safe. My wife thought about it but decided that even though the future does indeed look bleak in America, especially for our democracy, we should stay and fight. They're going on to say because of the color of their skin and that they're Muslim that there's going to be a target on their back. Mm-hmm. So is it maybe it's time that we leave? Go. By all yeah. means. Leave. Go. That, yeah. Let me help you with that. I'll help you pack. <laughs> yes. Maybe you're that worried about it, but 
I mean, when you say, like, oh, this groomer panic thing, like, it's not happening, I'm sorry, but we've all seen the video out of Dallas. You got little kids going to a freaking uh, uh, drag show. It's stuffing, crazy. Stuffing, Where are we? Stuffing dollar bills into a dude's G-string. Yes. Yeah, that's grooming. Absolutely. If you haven't seen it, we'll have some clips coming up a little bit later. It is beyond disturbing. Holy cow. You wondered, how did we ever get here? Another story I saw it there. Oh, totally unexpected, right? Al-Qaeda now has safe haven in Afghanistan under the Taliban. Uh-huh. Operating with freedom of action. That's a U.N. report. Uh, has has, has uh, the Taliban told Al-Qaeda that the world is watching? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. They want to be very nice to them and then say, hey, no pressure here, but the world's watching. Could you keep the beheadings down? Is it a kinder, gentler Al-Qaeda? Well, not really. Hmm. I saw a meme the other day that said, instead of build back better, how about just put it back the way you found it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And leave. Yeah, and just go. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, oh, one other piece of news real quick from medical news. If you're taller than five foot nine, you're at higher risk for more than 100 health conditions. Did you know that? Oh, boy. Few of the conditions that taller people are more prone to include blood clots, an irregular heartbeat, nerve damage, lightheadedness, inflammation, ulcers, leg pain, bone infections. Not sure why tall people are more susceptible. They just notice the connection. Yeah, just because the blood has more has more I, room to go. I suppose. Yeah, more effort they to would pump say, a heart. Come out with some kind of study that says, like, balding middle-aged guys with size 12 feet might live longer because of blank, blank, blank. <laughs> it's always the opposite. It always is. Well, and you with your heart health. Well, yeah, this, know, I need to hear all of this, yeah. Uh, you know, I just want you to be informed, Scott. Maybe a few more steps on the old Fitbit. It's good. It's a good thing. You'll be all right. Thank you. God dang it. Um... Oh, something else we got to get to. The former Obama administration official that said, it's scary that conservatives have a platform. <laughs> Next. so much for being here. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, I can't wait to hear this, David. Who is this? Oh, uh, this is Dan Pfeiffer. He used to work uh, for President Barack Obama. He was a communication strategist. So he and other liberals are coming after conservative media because conservative media is getting more viewers, listeners, and readers, and the stranglehold of mainstream media has loosened by leaps and bounds. No doubt. Now, instead of asking themselves why that may be, what aren't consumers getting from us that is driving them to these other either independent, right-leading, or outright conservative news outlets? Instead of that, they double down and say that this is all a threat to democracy. Here's him talking about the reach of websites like the Daily Wire on MSNBC. 
Oh, wow. It dwarfs progressive content. It dwarfs mainstream media content, which is actually should be the part that scares us the most, that Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire has more followers and engagement, many times more than The New York Times or CNN. That is a problem for democracy. So are you saying that, like, the Republican agenda is backed up by the freaks on Facebook, and so they don't want to do anything about it? Absolutely. It, it is. Just making sure. Wow, man. Well, if you've been getting away with lies forever mm-hmm. and someone starts telling the truth, it must be scary as hell to you. And that's what's going on. Yeah. And they're also realizing there are more of us than there are of them. You know, I support Daily Wire. I think they do a great job. But it's not because um, I just happen to agree with them politically. They bring out facts. They can back up arguments a lot of the guys on there. Um, And that's what is astounding to me is that how many people really just don't want to have a conversation on a number of different issues, whether it's CRT or the trans thing, um, the border issue, Ukraine. I mean, you name it, voting rights. I mean, It's hard to have just a conversation when some people will walk away because your facts are insensitive or homophobic or racist or whatever it might be. There's no argument. Like uh, the Matt Walsh movie that he just put out, Mm -hmm. What is a Woman? The dude, if you've watched it, and if you haven't, I would recommend it. He keeps bringing facts and just honest questions to the table for these different people that are actually putting kids through gender reassignment surgery and asking just honest questions that they, they will shut down the conversation because for them it's all about feeling and not fact i'm glad they're doing well i bet it is scary for these people because you get the feeling the game is over it's just a matter of time i hope so yep. man. this is the markley van camp and robin show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Democracy is at stake. I don't know if you knew that or not. Everything is. <laughs> democracy is at stake right now. Uh, Democratic Senator Chris Murphy is part of the team working on new federal gun laws, mainly looking at raising the age to buy uh, semi-automatic rifles to 21, uh, plus looking at red flag laws. On CNN yesterday, Chris Murphy said it was more than just guns. Democracy itself. Hangs in the balance. Here we go. <laughs> Robbins may not be able to take it. Here we go. I'm, I'm more confident than ever that we're going to get there. But I'm also um, more anxious about failure this time around. Um, when I was in Connecticut last week, I- I've never seen the look on parents' faces that I did. Um, there's just a deep, deep fear for our children right now. And, and also a fear that government is so fundamentally broken that it can't put politics aside 
to guarantee the one thing that matters most to adults in this country, the physical safety of their children. And so I think the possibility of success is better than ever before. But I think the consequences of failure for our entire democracy are more significant than ever. Uh, the whole democracy is going to crumble with these guys, aren't they? Isn't it? Always. Constantly. I mean, when That's, he they says, just throw that out there all the time. They just, you know, it's democracy is hanging at the in the balance. Well, it's what the do they safety. care about democracy? They don't rule that way. <laughs> I know they're talking about the kids and the safety of the kids. We'll indoctrinate them in a number of different ways, okay? And we'll let you know <laughs> actual children decide whether or not they're a boy or a girl, okay? But if we start talking about how to make schools safer, to make sure doors don't get unlocked, to make sure you got to go through basically two separate entrances to get into a school, then somehow you're just this crazy right-winger. It's nuts there's a lot of different conversations to be had to make sure that what happened in Texas a couple of weeks ago doesn't happen again. But that's completely off the table. It's just the opportunity to go after guns. So, again, depending on what we're actually talking about with guns, there could be a conversation, but the conversation has to go both ways. It can't go the way the left usually wants it in that here's what we want, and if not, then you love to see kids die by gunshot in schools. Right. It's ridiculous. I mean, what was your reaction when you heard that nonsense, David? Oh, no, it's not democracy in the balance. You can't make that argument when no. you were just trying to make the argument that you need to do away with the filibuster. And, in fact, even if you don't have a simple majority in the Senate, you should be able to get laws passed. You cannot argue about the fate of democracy when you're talking about packing the Supreme Court or abolishing the Electoral College or whatever. You cannot reasonably make that argument when the guy who is the head of your party is okay with targeting parents who get out of line at a school board meeting. Right. So screw you. And the and the Bureau of Truth. Let's not forget right. about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the very same people are screaming about the end of democracy. Yeah, against free speech. And, you know, and, and let's not mention burning cities down which was encouraged and endorsed. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course it was. People taking law into their own hands. I mean... By the way, polling? Sickening of these people. Some polling with guns? Rasmussen? Yes. Yeah. They found that 44% of likely voters believed banning weapons like the AR-15 would not violate the Second Amendment. 41% think such a ban would violate the Second Amendment. And then 15% are not sure. That's, I mean, it's just a little snippet of a poll. But all I can think about as I'm seeing that is how many of those people understand the differences between rifles or semi-automatic handguns? Yeah. You're never quite sure. No, well, I think you're pretty sure. Most a, a lot don't. Right. No. Um. A lot of people just react. They see kids dying, and they're like, gosh, dang, I don't ever want that to happen again. Nobody does. Right. 
but it is a very complex issue. Hugely complex, with lots of tentacles here. Yes, yep. and, you know, there's no easy answers. Um, but no, we're not going to do away with the Second Amendment. It's the United States. We're not doing away with that. And you're going to have to make places like schools safer. That's not to say you want to have the conversation about raising the age of 21 on the hours. I don't know where that's going to go. Have the conversation. But as far as disarming Americans, no. people aren't going to go for it. No, and honestly, I'm not interested in that conversation either about raising the, the age. Because of the slippery slope issue because more of than anything else? Because I remember 15 days to slow the spread. I hear the rhetoric coming out of the Democratic yeah. Party about guns uh, overall. No, I'm not, you're not, they're not negotiating in good faith. Every Republican no, should walk away right now. Walk away. I understand because when you've been burned too many times and lied to too many times, it's hard to take anybody serious. So we'll see where that goes. Um, man, speaking about lying to people, maybe you can help me set this up, David, because I saw this video originally as part of a podcast from Brett Weinstein and Heather Hying, who are, well, evolutionary biologists. She is. He's a biologist. Mm -hmm. um, very smart people. And I want to say at one point in time, I don't even know what their politics are. I thought they were more on the left in the past. Yeah, he got run out of uh, Evergreen College or whatever because the students threw a hissy fit about him. Because he's a factual type of person. Yeah. And yeah. when the left doesn't like facts, they call you whatever name fits, racist, right. bigot, whatever, and then gone. Yeah, so I guess they had gone to some sort of conference where people were talking about the COVID vaccine and... A lot uh, of doctors. Yeah. And so that that's where we get to this clip is talking about the people who were um, hurt by the vaccine. Because they Some are the out trials? There. Yes. Yeah. And just the state, they have both, I think, even written a book. They've always talked about vaccines are one of the greatest three inventions ever for mankind. Mm -hmm. All about vaccines. But when they see people getting hurt in trials and other things, they they want those people to be able to speak and they should be taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were risking themselves saying, OK, I'll be like a guinea pig with this covid vaccine, you know, because I believe in vaccines. But if you're hurt, you should be taken care of, not silenced and shamed. And here's part of that. The gaslighting of people who did what they were asked to do mm -hmm. and were injured in the process. And, and the insanity is so deep that, in general, one of the things that these people most frequently hear is that they are anti-vaxxers, right? These are people who took the vaccine and were injured by it and then are accused of being anti-vaxxers. They are effectively denied care. How many anti-vaxxers do you create when you injure people with a vaccine and then pretend they're not hurt? It's very, very safe. Really? Totally safe? Yes, totally safe. And if it turns out that it hurts me, does that mean you, that you will then take care of me? No. We're going to treat you like garbage, mm -hmm. right? It's crazy. Mm. And they do a podcast together. If you're interested in checking it out, it's pretty wild. He's going to do a follow-up with a doctor he knows that has studied the amount of cancers that have happened in the last couple of years, like kind of like a huge jump in numbers and trying to figure out why that is. But the doctor does think it has something to do with vaccines and is studying that. And that's the thing, man, yeah. if, if that is true, and I'm not saying it is, let's just say that it is. Do you think it's going to get covered? 
And if we talk about it on this show, we'll be called kooks. If Fox News talks about it, they'll be called kooks, anti-vaxxers. I mean, that's just the defense. But that's pretty wild. Um, Wow. Do you want to get to the Dallas thing here? Oh, sure. Holy mackerel. Downtown Dallas, there's a club that hosted kids at at a drag show. So yes. You got, you got like elementary age kids, it looked like. Maybe older elementary, maybe like sixth graders or something. But man, it's, it's children that are in the audience as these dudes are dressed up like women and they're stripping in front of them. You got one picture of a little girl putting dollar bills into a dude's G string. Oh, I mean, come on, man. Like, you it, haven't seen it, Scott? No. Oh, it, it's it, disturbing, dude. Come yeah. on. You got signs up on the, and I think these are fixed in place permanently, but like signs and neon. All over the place. One of them says it's not going to lick itself. Okay, what part? Yeah. What part of that is age appropriate for these kids? Honestly, it's not at all. No. So are the freaking parents bringing them there? Yeah, some. Yes. Oh yeah, and if you didn't, if, you, if you're not bringing them there, you're just close-minded, and you apparently want trans kids to die or something, or gay kids to kill themselves. And I'm like, what part of that is actually uplifting for anybody in the gay community? It's only uplifting to that part of the community. Because that makes that, if you're saying, yes, everybody, I'm not saying you can't do it, like, do it, leave the kids the hell out of it, is my opinion. Absolutely. You can go do it, but I also know several gay people who would never want to be associated with, with that in terms of being a symbol of who they are as We've human talked beings. about it before. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. There is a, there's a war within the LGBTQ plus yeah. community. That is rarely talked about because there's a group of people saying hey, the right. freaks are making us all look like freaks. Well, it, you need to stop <laughs> yeah. adding letters and symbols and numbers yeah. to the LGBTQ whatever. It's 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 lesbian, gay, bisexual, freak show. Okay, that's it. And honestly, separate them out altogether because everything outside of that LGB is some sort of identity, right? It's it's something that in a lot of cases I personally believe is kind of made up. Well. Non-binary yes. isn't a thing, and okay? It, you just want attention. Get over yourself. Well, and this is grooming. It should be illegal. It really should. I can't believe. But you want to play the clip? Honey, let's oh, go yeah. to the circus or we oh, can yeah. go to the drag show. Let's go to the drag show. So so this is making the rounds now. It's an interview that somebody did at the drag show. Oh. And they ask one person, hey, do you think this is grooming? And she says no. And then he gets the response from performers. <laughs> Yep, here we go. It's not yeah. grooming. It's not you will be what you what you are. We're not going to turn you into something else because you come and see this event. Do you think exposing children to drag will result in more um, kids doing drag eventually? I think so, um, and, and I hope so. Do you think exposing kids to drag will make more peop- more children go into drag eventually? I feel like yes, because I feel drag is such like an art form. There's so much dancing. There's hair. There's wigs. There's makeup. There's so many things that kids will like, will love to experience. Of course, it's going to have an effect on kids. That's why they don't allow ads for certain sugary foods or cigarettes for kids. Holy smokes, man. There's something wrong with dressing up like a baseball player or a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep doing this. Is there something wrong with not bringing your kid to a strip show? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that'd be awful. It's got to be a drag strip show. Right. Okay. Then, yeah. then, that, then it's loving.
goodness gracious, Sodom and Gomorrah. The world is watching, a Democrat says about the January 6th hearings. This is going to be a laugh riot. And much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So they're going to have the January 6th hearings. They're going to have yeah. them in, in prime time. And a Democrat says the world will be watching. <laughs> yeah. I beg to differ. I'll yeah. bet money on ratings for that. So there, there's this dumb little committee in Congress investigating the Capitol riot. They're going to present a summary of their findings over the course of several days. Uh, they're doing a prime time hearing. On Thursday, everything else will start at 10 o'clock Eastern, I believe. It's literally being produced by a former ABC News president, James Goldston is his name. He also ran Good Morning America and Nightline. So look for the ABC News exclusives coming out of this one. Uh, It's a large-scale multimedia presentation and a blockbuster investigative special. Hmm. Uh Uh-huh. See, if they actually have something, you don't have to church it up this way, Right. right? No. The whole, you would think. the whole thing, it's, it's a made-for-TV kind of moment, and they're open about that. Uh, they have nothing, but they're going to present it in a way, suggesting it's the biggest thing ever. And here's Democrat Representative David Cicilline giving a, or Cicilline, however the hell you pronounce this loser's name, giving a preview on CNN. I think what we're going to learn is that this was planned and financed and executed by the former president and his top aides and people at the highest levels of his administration. Uh, You know, this is our democracy. This was the greatest assault on American democracy in my lifetime. The world is watching to see how we respond to this. And we have to make a second. Was he born in 2002? Yeah, just the, curious. The, yeah, the greatest assault on America in his lifetime. In his so he okay. just turned twenty. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> and we have to make certain that every single person who was involved in this in any way is fully accountable. No one in the United States is above the law, and that includes the <laughs> former president. Okay. All right. So are they trying to say there was really an an effort going on to overthrow the government with the people? that came in to the Capitol building, like the QAnon shaman? Was he part of it? Apparently he was, yeah. Was he going to be like the new president? What What are they talking about? I, I don't know. The idea that, what, that that Trump was sitting there going, okay, all you people are going to riot and I'm going to pay you to do it. Yeah, that part doesn't make sense. Like, what was the next part of the plan? I mean, these guys are, like, just hanging out in offices with their feet up, you know, acting like idiots, but at the same time. And there was the QAnon shaman. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) And the cop is saying, hey, can you guys get out of here? Yeah, we'll we'll leave. No problem. Doesn't sound like a violent takeover, but that's just me. Secretary of Defense for the shaman. (laughs) What world leader wouldn't be petrified to see that guy walk in? Oh, we got other trouble. We got some racism. Uh, there is a museum in trouble for having watermelon salad planned for Juneteenth yeah. for a celebration. Yeah, the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, they had a prepackaged watermelon salad, and it was on the Juneteenth mem- uh, menu, mm-hmm. celebrating the end of slavery. 
Uh, and the thing is, there was all this outrage, except the people who put together the menu, at least one of them is black, and said, yeah, we <laughs> we would have this at Juneteenth picnics. But the white liberals right. said that's racist. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's problematic. No watermelon salad for you. Right. That sounds downright refreshing. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. All right, David. I don't think watermelon salad is the top story of the day, but what is, do you suppose? <laughs> uh, probably the economy and the ever-shifting excuses that people within the Biden White House keep giving. It's Putin's yeah. fault. I mean, look look at gas prices in France, right? It's not all us. Right. Well, uh, and people feel good about where they're at right now financially. Even though that's demonstrably false. Yes, it is. And you have your own top three stories of the day, yeah, Scott Robbins. Actually, yes. Now, is this one where it's going to be informative, or are you just going to rant and go off? It could be both. Okay. But there'll be a lot of ranting and going off, I'm sure. Excellent. That's what I do. It's my role. I like that. Okay. And Pete Boot Edge Edge says making schools safe is insane. All coming up right here. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. Mayor Pete was talking about school safety. Yeah, you know, I, I, honestly, I don't know why the transportation secretary is being called upon to talk about gun control or school shootings at all. But this is the world we live in, I guess. But he actually says that working to make schools safer is insane. Okay, I want to make sense of that. The idea that us being the only developed country where this happens routinely, especially That's in terms lie. of the mass shootings, is somehow a result of the design of the doorways on our school buildings is the definition of insanity, if not the definition of denial. Pete Buttigieg, thanks for your time this morning. Well, hey there. Well, way to push back, Snuggleophagus. Yeah, so... No follow-up there to say, well, I don't think it's the design of the doorway. Yeah. I think it's making sure there's only one entrance to the school. So a shooter can't just go into a side door without people knowing that someone is coming in and breaching. Should be two separate places a person has to get through. That's what they've done in a lot of schools. Yeah. You know, I mean... Correct me if I'm wrong, but shouldn't the Secretary of Transportation be concerned about maybe the supply chain and rising gas prices? That that would be more in his portfolio, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, but, it's out of control. So, but here, here, Well, he's already given the answer to that. Go buy an electric car. Yeah. But here, here's the other thing. That answer right there where he yeah. says it's insane to be talking about the design of a door or blah. That's exactly why Republicans should walk away from any talk about gun legislation. You're not dealing with a party in good faith. They're, they are not interested. Pete Buttigieg is not a dumb guy. He knows exactly what people have talked And it's not, by the way, it's not just Republicans who have talked about this. It's activist groups who also would like to see gun control. 
who have yes. talked about the idea of designing schools to be safer, about the idea sure. of having a single point of entry and, and making sure you have security measures in place. That's not out of bounds until like the last month, basically. Um, and when he has that smarmy, that, oh, you're talking about designs of doors. <laughs> nope. Republicans should walk away right now. You're not dealing with a party that is interested in finding any solution. They want to just disarm law-abiding Americans. Walk That's what away. It's down to. Well, think about it. Think about why is it that people don't want to have the conversations about making a school safer? Because honestly, their main concern is not kid safety. That's why you'll see the activist groups that are really concerned about kids being safe. We'll say that's part of the conversation. Absolutely. The other people that don't want to have that conversation, it's all about the political gain. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about all these people who are talking about not wanting to harden schools or whatever. What did they do when a bunch of yokels broke into the Capitol last year? They threw up fences with barbed wire <laughs> right. on them. Of course. Okay? Right. Not about security. It's not about safety. It's about control. Period. What? Well, and people didn't have guns at the Capitol. They still went, you know, like, oh my gosh, barbed wire fencing all over the place. We need to protect ourselves. What? The kids at the school? Shame on you. Guns, guns, guns. That's what it comes down to. You know, Pete is harder to like all the time. Is that just me? Well, no, of course not. No. Like, I. I'm not going to pretend he was ever a favorite on this show, but as time goes on, like yeah. that sound bite, that's infuriating. Yeah, it is. Really, you remember when he had the whole thing about bikes and he loves to ride bikes, mm -hmm. and then the video caught him getting the bike out of the back of the SUV yeah. that he rode to work in. Yeah, <laughs> I ride to work, and he, he pedals was a like the last away. hundred yards. You're a yeah. freaking phony, dude. Yeah. Get well, he was sort of, of a likable shrug your shoulders, sort of look at your shoes, sort of, you know, that yeah. guy. And then. Yeah, that charm wore off. Oh, yeah. yes. Long time ago. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's roll. Let's do this. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Do it every day at this time. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta. And always helped by his buddy. I'm Casey Kasem. His hero. Yeah, yes, buddy. Scott. Hi, bud. How yeah. you doing? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, the White House is deciding to put Biden next to more celebrities to yeah. raise his profile. Well, his popularity is tanking everywhere, and his handlers now, they say, are reaching out to their Hollywood buddies to help out. What's being referred to as Weekend at Bernie's Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> they think if they could just get him in front of people other people find entertaining, then they can certainly make Biden seem more likable. They don't like his policies. After all, the more people who vote based on their emotions than anything else, well, he's got a good chance then. Or would it be if Biden was actually meeting up with someone who was uh, capable of convincing people in the middle and independence that he's really a likable guy and he's doing his best? First step, Jimmy Kimmel. He'll be on this Wednesday night on Kimmel Show. Isn't that, isn't that the whole thing? And I always heard this, at least, like in college. If you go to a bar when you're younger, it's good if you have a friend who's a fairly attractive female, mm -hmm. because then women will see you in the presence of an attractive female right. and wonder what mm -hmm. your situation is. 
then yes. you can say, oh, we're just friends. Oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the polling numbers are interesting, though. Uh, Trump at this point, 50% hated him, 50% loved him. Biden right now, 50% hate him, 50% are like, eh. Come on, man. And he's sitting right now at 38%. Uh, COVID is at 39%. COVID is now more popular than Joe Biden. Are you serious? With no, that? I'm not getting it up. Oh my God. You serious, Clark? What? Well, I wasn't sure what you're talking <laughs> yeah, I about. I know. We're getting closer and closer <laughs> to Scott number Robbins, one. Drive back the top three stories of the day. Two. Number two, uh, Democrats propose a 1,000% tax on AR-15s. Yeah, if you and Jamie are looking to get that Bush pastor anytime soon, I'd get it right now. Uh, if that's on your shopping list. Uh, Business Insider reporting that uh, Democrat Donald Breyer of Virginia is cooking up a plan to impose a 1,000% tax increase on the scale of an- uh, in the sale of any scary-looking assault weapons in the U.S., including the very popular AR-15-style rifle. And so if it's scary-looking? It's got some traction attached to it. What if it's the AR-style, you know, BB gun? I think we're... <laughs> Is that going up, too, because it looks scary? we got the AR-style twenty two that Gavin Newsom called a weapon of war. He did call it that, right. <laughs> who's, going, who, who's going into war with a twenty two? I don't know who that person is, but they're not long for this world. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it's really not a big deal, right? Just go out and get your AK-74s now while you're at it. And there is such a thing. I looked it up. Yeah. Just in case you were wondering. Okay. So Scott Robbins. Yep. Trifecta. Top three stories of the day. Now on with the countdown. And finally, Mm -hmm. one. Uh, Number one, a Texas woman shoots and kills a stalker who kicked in her front door. This is one of my favorite stories of the day. The shooting unfolded last Monday evening, Harris County, at the gateway at Ellington Apartment Complex. Houston police respond to the apartments. They found a male with a gunshot wound in his chest. The unidentified man at this point in time was dead at the scene. Police said the woman, unidentified at this point in time, shot the suspected stalker after he kicked in her front door. The woman told police, listen, I had to move to get away from this guy, and I warned him, don't come around me again. He uh, did not heed those warnings, kicked in the door. She turned around and blew his fanny away. She was pretty good at giving hints, pal. You knew this was going to happen. She told you it would. Wow. And apparently there were plenty of witnesses at her house to corroborate her story, so it was totally self-defense. Man, oh, man. I wonder what Biden would have to say about something like that. Seriously. You mean mental health workers with a a (laughs) weapon? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, I put forward a plan to, uh, um, you know, and I have the U.S. attorney. Yeah, something like that. I'm sure. It all makes sense. Just keep listening. Yes. All right. And there you have it. And that yeah, man. Is the trifecta. Yeah, man. Well done. Thank you. Um, found this to be interesting. If you want one more, it's just like a little study that was done in Sweden. They found out that we see other people as less attractive when we're tired. Well, I think everything's less attractive when I'm tired. That's pretty much it. Yeah. They track people's eye movements after a full night of sleep and after no sleep. When people haven't slept, they spent less time fixating on other people's faces. They also rated them as less attractive. They said being tired is kind of like having beer goggles, but in reverse. I can see that, too. Well, I think some people took it as, well, if you're just more tired, your defenses are a little bit down and you would just settle for whoever. 
and find them more attractive. But yeah, that's, that's a not, valid argument, but it doesn't doesn't work that way. No, no, it actually works in reverse of that, which people found to be pretty interesting. Being tired is the worst, man. Well, yeah, there's one thing about being tired, but if you're going out with little sleep and you're in that mental fog, right? Yeah, that's that's it's a dangerous whole lot, stuff, man. Whole lot tougher, no yeah. doubt about it. All right. I felt like I made better decisions when I booze than when I'm tired. You want to go through the list of decisions? No. I didn't think so. (laughs) All right. Got a news update to get to. And Nimrod's in the news for a Monday straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robin. Okay, check this out. David, you're familiar with white coat waste? Yeah, they look at government funding uh, specifically for medical research. And, you know, they, they're the ones who were talking about Fauci killing puppies and whatnot. Yes. New report out. Don't know if you heard it. Um, our government was paying a university one and a half million dollars to start a fight club for genetically modified hamsters. <laughs> okay, that actually sounds like it's worth the money. So I just saw this. Wow, ago man. Daily Wire. Um, so first, they genetically engineered hamsters. Then they drilled into their skulls. Dang. Oh, jeez. And finally, they pitted the hamsters against one another in staged and scored fights. Said the files obtained through the Georgia Open Records Act revealed that this university received this money, again, one and a half million dollars, taxpayer dollars, from the National Institutes of Health and National Science Foundation for the research. So they used this gene editing technology, and the scientists created what they called knockout hamsters to observe changes in social behaviors. So they were administered these neuroactive agents through a surgery that involved boring holes into their skulls. So in addition to giving scores for aggressive behavior, such as chasing, biting, and pinning their opponents during competitions in this little hamster arena, the researchers tracked the frequency of hamsters marking their territory. And so the vice president of White Coat Way said, Hacking hamsters' brains to turn them into hyper-aggressive bullies and watching them violently beat up docile hamsters in scourged cage matches is deeply disturbing, irrelevant to human health, and a complete waste of taxpayer dollars. Irrelevant. What's the first rule of Hamster Fight Club? Don't leak it. Don't talk, Don't talk about it. What if they do in that little squeaky hamster voice? <laughs> not, it's not relevant to human health right. so far. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah, you know, unless you're what creating some super fighter of some kind, you know. What, what, what yeah. was actually, what was actually in that COVID vaccine? Right. Oh, and it, it goes on with Elon Musk and Twitter demanding answers about fake Twitter accounts and threatening to cancel the deal. So we'll see where that goes. Any predictions? Jeez, I think he's going to bow out. 
I think so, too. You know, that's weird you mentioned that, David. I thought the same thing. I thought when I heard that, I'm like, he's he's going to get out of this because it's a, it's a disaster. I don't know, man. I think the price is going to get lowered. Well, maybe that's what he's after. It might be. The evaluation I have no is idea. not I'm what just, they say it is. I'm just going on a gut more than anything. Yeah, just curious. All right. We got to get to Nimrods. We got a couple doozies here. You're going to like this. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, we got a 21 year old named Brian Hernandez. Apparently, he was upset at his girlfriend the other night. So uh, he broke into the Dallas Museum of Art about 9.30. Destroyed over $5 million worth of art and artifacts. So he used a stool to break into two display cases, smashed a Greek vase and pot from the 5th and 6th centuries B.C. Like 2,500 years old. Those alone were worth about $5 million. Also smashed a bowl worth $100,000 and a weird bottle-shaped like an alligator worth like ten grand, so security guards stopped him before he could do any more damage, and he just said to the cops, "Listen, I got mad at my girl, uh, so I broke in and just started destroying stuff." Well, they charged him with criminal mischief of more than three hundred thousand dollars. Penalty for that? Any guesses? Five years to life. Oh my! Wow. Yeah. It was a little surprising, but we'll see what happens with that. And then there's the story of this inmate in Tennessee named Ricky Roach. <laughs> no joke. Escaped from a hospital, tried to get away on a child's bike. Now, the visual of this Nimrod is awesome. He finds this girl's bicycle, takes off on it. But it doesn't sound like it was being used at the time because it only had one pedal. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the other pedal's missing. That's so a problem. Just, one, just going as hard as he can. More of a scooter, yeah. So police put out an alert over the radio, and an off-duty cop named Stephen Ellis heard it. Then he looked out his kitchen window. He's like, well, there he is right there. Oh, my. And there's Ricky pushing the bike up a steep hill. And so Stephen ran out, yells at him, hey, I'm a cop. You need to stop now. And in this age we live in, you figure he's just going to run, right? Yeah. Well, apparently trying to go with one pedal and then push it up the hill had taken it all out of Ricky Roach. <laughs> he just looked absolutely gassed, didn't even argue, just laid down on the ground and waited. Whatever, come right, get me. Come get me. me. <laughs> <laughs> when does he get to resume his spot as a bass player on, for poison? Uh, he was on the run for two hours but only made it two miles. Ricky Roach. <laughs> Two miles in two hours? Well, you know. Now he's back in jail, and that's Nimrod's in the news.